What's up, brothers and sisters? Today is June the 18th, 2020. We into a new season now. This is season six. This is episode 121. Well, I missed you guys over the last 10 days, whatever it was. I believe it's been about 10 days. What I wanted to talk about today, I wanted to, it's kind of bothered me. I really didn't get any sleep because I just kept thinking about this particular topic. I wanted to talk about two cities in the 20s. I wanted to talk about Rosewood and I wanted to talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Rosewood was located in Florida. Now, the two things that these two particular cities had in common, they were, let's say, 50-something years out of slavery that the black man and black woman created from their good old hard-earned black Dollars. They set up these cities, you know, because post-slavery, you're doing some things for yourself. You're free. You're able to create for yourself now. You're not asking anyone for anything. You've taken your hard labor that you've learned over the years as slaves and you put it to work for yourselves. Now, sometimes people just don't like when you're doing something for yourself and you're building for yourself and you no longer depend on them. So, in 1921, we had the riots in Tulsa, Oklahoma because something that was said about a former slave, <clears throat> excuse me, that happened. But it turned out to be, as always, something made up just to do something. And in 1923, Rosewood, Florida, of course, some more rioting. Lynch mob, a white lynch mob, didn't like what was going on. So what do they do? You take both of these cities, burned to the ground, destroyed, ravished, and whatever else you want to call it. Why? Because black people were actually doing for themselves. They were building a future for themselves. Every time you look at something that black man, black woman are doing for themselves, there's always something to come in the middle and interfere with that particular whatever you want to call it. It's like, I don't want to see you do nothing. I want you to always be dependent on us if we choose to help you. And Rosewood, Florida, 
and Tulsa, Oklahoma. They, they never got back to that strong suit where you actually had uh, black people owning businesses, owning land. And we take almost 100 years later. And what do we have? See, blacknomics, black money, and black wealth were lacking. We probably had more 100 years ago than we have now. And we have way more money now than we had then. But back then, we understood the value of working for ourselves. We understood the value of land. Today, we're happy just to get a job. We're happy just so someone would notice us and speak to us and let us come at the table and sit down. We're happy to be able to use someone's water faucet, bathroom. But here's the key point in all of this. When you sit back and you think about that, I want you to sit back and I want you to think about this. Back when they had the boycott of the bus line at the Rosa Parks, instead of us trying, even though we boycotted for a year, we didn't catch the bus for a year. Within that year's time, if we had someone that was preaching Let's go and start our own bus line because at that particular time, we would have took over the whole bus line if we had started our own. But instead, we wanted to be able to sit on the front of the bus and almost 70 something years, we're sitting or actually 60 something years, we're sitting on the back of the bus more so than on the front of the bus. I guess we just wanted to have that right to be able to sit on the bus, which it don't really matter. I would prefer to have my own bus line than to have uh, any part of them sitting on the front or the back of the bus. I sit in the front and the back of the bus when I happen to catch the bus, when I do catch the bus. It don't really matter. But the mindset of being able to sit on the front, the front ain't no different than the back. But it's the mindset. Sit on the front instead of owning the bus line and starting a new bus line. Because after a year of not riding the bus, black people could have pulled their monies together and they could have found a way to get some buses and start their own bus line. But they wanted to sit on the front. It's the same thing. Why do you want to sit at a counter where people are looking at you and don't want you to prove a point? What's the point? I can buy a hamburger that ain't no good with people going to probably spit in my food and serve it to me just to say I can eat at your nasty counter and sit and eat and eat your nasty food when black people clearly cook better, have always cooked better. We've taken We've taken the worst of the pig and made it a delicacy. And everybody loves it. They'll talk about it, but they'll eat it. The point in all of this, why do we continue to go 
for something that's not for us. We have to start more of thinking out of the box because we're still in the box. And as long as you're still in the box, you're going to stay in the box and you're never going to get outside of the box. Our children today are thinking more outside of the box. I know people feel once they get a certain age, they can no longer do some of the things or have the energy to do some of the things that they would like to have done back when they were younger. But you could always stand up and fight no matter how old you are. It's the mindset. We have to get out of that mindset. See, when I talked about last time, about our post-traumatic slave syndrome, that's the mindset. Anytime you think about what you can't do because you were told that you can't do, you're going back to slavery time. Post-traumatic slave syndrome. That's what you're going back to. I was told I can't do this. So everything that is around me, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. See, they take your history and they give you a little bit of history. That's why they don't want you to read. They prefer you not to read. And you see as if maybe I don't need to read. I'm happy because I'm inside the party with them. I don't want to start my own party. I just want to be in a party with them. Even if they just step all on me, at least, at least I'm in the party. If that's how you feel, you're going to stay with post-traumatic slave syndrome. I'm trying to bring you into black economics, black money, black Wealth. People of God, we've always known God never said things are going to be easy for us, but he gave us the back to be able to hold and withstand any pressure that is applied to us. You take our brothers that have been killed over the last four months. Our brothers and sisters have been killed for no reason. We've withstood this stuff before. But sometimes it's just, you have to ask yourself, do you even care about what goes on with your brothers and your sisters? Do you even care about what goes on with yourself? Has the fight been zapped out of you? Has the white Jesus taken over your whole soul? Because the Jesus in the Bible, with a voice of rumbling waters, is that the one you're following? Or is it that one with the nice blue eyes and the, and, the, and the pressed out hair that's on your churches and on your parents and your grandparents' walls? Is that the one you follow? Because that's the one that seems like you're following these days. You're not following hair of lamb's wool, feet burnished brass, eyes flame like fire. You're not following him. You're following the other one. And that's why you were in a condition that you're in. It's time to get out of that condition. This is 2020. Even though the COVID virus and all this other stuff that's been going on, you can't let that keep you down. All these people that passed away for no reason, they wouldn't want you to just step aside and just let people just trample all over you. We're going into an election year. I'm not about to get off into politics. 
But we're going off into an election year. And regardless of who sits in that office, it don't matter. Because if you're not trying to do something for yourself, if you're not trying to stand up like these youngsters are standing up, whether you young or old, then basically you defeat it. And it don't matter if it's 45 or if it's 46. Because 45 or 46 ain't going to do no more for you than you could do for yourself if you step it up. Being afraid. The black man, for some reason, has always seemed to be afraid to actually go out there and stand up to this devil. Black people all over the world seem just to be satisfied to be outside the party or be inside the party, but outside the party. You have to step up. There's no more time for talk. This is it. This is 2020. We won't see 2020 again unless it's in uh well, actually, we will never see 2020 again. So you have to decide on what you want. If you want to be a fighter. If you want to stand up for your rights. Or you just want to bow down whenever you're told to bow down. You have to be the one to decide. Our brothers and sisters did more out of slavery. 50 something years out of slavery then it seems like we've done, even though, like I say, we've, we've had more money, but we have less property. We don't run anything. We don't even run most of our neighborhoods. In communities, we barely have those. So you have to decide. If you want to be a fighter, or you just want to tap out, you must be the judge. My brothers and sisters, I tossed and turned all night. There's other ways I wanted to put this, but sometimes you have to hold back a little bit. But the key message is what are you going to do? Are you going to tap out or are you going to continue in the struggle? And this is not only, look at our brother Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has stepped up and said, I would donate $100 million. I'm tired of this. I'm not saying you have to donate $100 million. I'm saying you can just donate $100 million hours of your time. Or just donate some time. You want to give 10% to the church? Give 10% of your time. Because let me tell you something. I'm going to say this and then I'm going I'm to close this out. On my first day back. For season six. In most areas, you're giving your 10% to your church. And what are you seeing from that church? I'm going to give you four essentials that you should have when you got, especially in the black neighborhood, we have so many churches and everybody wants to be the king and have their name on the marquee. If you don't have a hospital, if you don't have a school, if you don't have a bank, if you don't have a grocery store, a hospital, a school, a bank, and a grocery store, you take those four essentials and we don't have. A bank, 
So black folks can go and get money when the white banks don't want to give it to you or give you a hard time or want you to put up your firstborn or your second, your third, your fourth and your fifthborn just to get a little old jive loan. A grocery store to be able to feed your food. I'm sorry, be able to feed your people with good, wholesome food instead of spiking it up with red dye to make the meat seem like it's fresh when it ain't nothing but dye. A school to be able to educate your kids with education that they need. And of course, a hospital where you could actually go and get some proper treatment with understanding and not I'm doing it because uh, it's a job and I'm getting a paycheck. Not to say that all do that. But those four essentials, we don't have. We used to have. Way back in the day, we had hospitals. We had everything back in the day. What happened to today? We are the ninth largest country when it comes to money. The 40 plus million people are the ninth ninth or tenth largest country when it comes to money. We are. But what do we do? We take immigrants that come over here. Like from the Asian countries, they come over here and five years later, they're millionaires. They're millionaires. And you know who to thank for that? You black people with your one point uh, three, one point four, one point five trillion dollars that you put in the economy every single year. You made them millionaires while you suffer and don't have anything. But they become millionaires after five years. Why? Because of you. Every time you spend your money. With those, with those groups. It's your business, but stop complaining because they won't buy from you. They have been trained. They learn. They're not going to buy from you. They're taught to spend money with their own kind, not you. You set up a restaurant, they're not coming. You set up a cleaners, they're not coming. You set up a convenience store, they're not coming. But you will run down there and you will give them all your money. And then once they get to the point where they want to be, then they'll treat you any kind of way. But you'll still run back and give your money. I seen a video. Hair place. Young black females treated like crap. Talk to talk down. Owner even took a swing at one of them. Some brothers was protesting. These sisters came out and cussed out the brothers that were protesting this store, standing up for them. And they, so they could rush back into this place and buy those products. Post-traumatic slave syndrome. You can't get away from your former slave master. You love him. You keep on loving him because he don't love you. He loves one thing about you. He loves your green money. That's what he loves about you. And as long as you keep spinning that, he can spit in your food, he can slap you around, and you'll still run back. Ask him for more. You keep on spending your money and stop uh, spending your money in your own community. And one day, no, you're not, it's not one day. Correction, it's not one day. You're seeing it now, but you'll still go back. Hair, all this fake hair. That you people just can't seem, sisters, seem to get away from. But you keep on, you keep on running back down there. 
Your brother only going to bring it to you real. That's why we call it real talk. Ain't no pulling no punches. People, some people don't like what I say. But then again, I can't worry about what you like and what you don't like because it's real. Numbers bear out. It's real. Even when they hype up the numbers or they do whatever they do to numbers, the numbers still bear out. Black folks, you spend way too much money. That's why you don't have anything. And that's a sad thing. But you keep giving your 10% to the church and the church does not put it back in the community the way they should. So what? They set up a little program here and there. You have some churches that are doing some things. So I can't say all. But sometimes they need to meet up with their brothers and find some things that they could do that everybody could benefit in the community. Not just the church is doing, but the community. The people are suffering and we're dying. We need more than just one or two churches doing. We need you all to pitch in. You can't get the Cadillac next year. You can't go on a, a, the a worldwide trip. Take that time. Take that money and put it in your community. Look and see. Walk these streets and check out these young women that are, being a, that are prostituting themselves out. And talk to them. Get them off these streets. Do something that's going to benefit the community. Get our young girls off the streets. That's why they're being snatched up and taken. Take the 60,000 that are still, uh, 60,000 uh, young uh, black females are still missing. Ain't nobody going to do the work. Ain't nobody caring. They'll tell you, well, you know, we're working on it. They're working on it all right. Yeah, they're working on it without a thought. You figure it out. This is your brother saying, hey, wake up.